make 2020 fantastic. Come to Aircon, 13th to the 15th of March, and you can meet some fantastic people, play some fantastic games. Just everything is going to be fantastic. You can get your tickets now by going to aircon.co.uk forward slash tickets or by following the links in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for February? Maybe. I don't know. Um, There's lots of plans afoot. You could be talking about them. Some things, though, like to remain a little bit hush-hush, especially when it comes to talking about conferences, you know. And sometimes you need to make things. Sometimes you need to manufacture them. Or sometimes you just need to cook them. So I thought, if it comes to cons, and if it comes to hush things that should be hush-hush, and it comes to cooks, who can I speak to? So, I've got Mark Cook. Hey! Yay! <laughs> so you know my name's Cook with an E on the end, so lots of people call me Cookie. And the other day, I, m- I met somebody else that was also called Cookie, and then it's a bit weird, like, Meeting somebody else with the same name as you is okay, but when you meet someone else yeah. that's got the same nickname as you, it's a bit odd. It's like, well, we can't both be cookie in this situation. Like, yeah. It's one yeah. of you got to be monster then. Yeah, maybe. So then yeah. you could be cookie monster. Cookie monster, yeah. I used to get so, called cookie monster a lot at school because of my size. Cause you're, well. you're huge though. I mean, I'm always, I mean, yeah. I met you at um, Gearstones quite recently yeah. and obviously I saw you at Aircon and I'm always kind of know that you're tall but my brain kind of is never quite prepared for the fact <laughs> that you could probably pick me up and place me quite easily on a top shelf somewhere <laughs> where I couldn't kind of get back uh, I couldn't kind of get back down again basically um, <laughs> put you in the bring and buy like, <laughs> original <laughs> we're not wizards some shelfware Slightly, pounds. slightly, <laughs> slightly boxed. No rules. <laughs> Useless. Some damaged components. Um, yeah, <laughs> things, things like that. Definitely. And then it's like magical surprise inside. Um, you know, <laughs> that kind of nice. whole, that kind of whole thing. Um, how are you doing? First of all, I mean, are you well? Is this life treating yeah. you good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We've got, uh, well, I keep saying recently, it's nearly six months ago, we had another baby. So we're we're all still in the throes of second child tiredness. And, you know, like, there's just such, two years isn't a long time, but no. two years difference between children is, it feels like ages. I forgot how tired everything is. And, um, you know, they just have such massively different needs that you can't please both of them at the same time ever. So you're either having to run around and roll around wrestling with one of them, but at the same time you're trying to keep the other one 
completely safe because they can't even sit up. It's just, um, so yeah, it's amazing. a bit tired, but in general, life is good. But you forget about how tired you are or how tired yeah. you were because you even look yeah. back and you kind of go, you, you kind of, it's like, I go, I go to bed now and I'll go, oh, got to watch out. <laughs> I'm only going to end up getting five and a half hours sleep. And I remember for the first couple of years, you know, of all my children's lives, kind of like going, phew, four hours. Yeah, we can do this. <laughs> we can do this. And he's surviving for like three and a half months. Because as you know, it's like the first four to six weeks, they don't do much. And then all of yeah. a sudden they decide, hmm, I can wake up whenever I want and start demanding stuff. And that's when it all it all kind of gets interesting. Yeah. It kind of kicks off. Yeah. Um, do you get to balance... <clears throat> do you, Are you doing a lot of travelling with the... The job, job then. I mean, are you are you able to spend a bit of time, kind of during the day, kind of helping out? Yeah, as well. Yeah, so I um I do like uh, and I have done for a long time in my last job as well. I do a compressed week um, mm-hmm. where I, I, fit, I fit five days into four days, um, which means I get a, th- a third day off and uh, have some family time, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I if. Other than it feels like I've done a lot, I sort of certainly did a lot towards the end of last year. There was just a lot of conventions and other things mm. all kind of stack up together. Like there was Essen, and it felt kind of maybe from Games Expo up to Essen. There was I was away quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's been all right now. I'm going away this weekend back to Germany actually to the the Toy Fair, and then that's it for me until Games Expo. I think in terms of traveling. So, uh, but in terms of day-to-day stuff, I, I probably go, I go over to Denmark every other week because that's where the office is based. So yeah, I go over to yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's fairly easy now, you know, it's traveling is quite easy. I live 10 minutes from Leeds airport and about All an right, hour from okay. Manchester airport. So, so it's nice and easy. Um, I can do it, do it in a day. A lo- admittedly, it's a long day. It's a kind of 5am yeah, yeah. start and, uh, yeah. And getting into bed at eleven o'clock at night, but it's still doable, and it's you never feel like you you're away for a long time. So yeah, so it's not too bad. Because how long you've been with Hush Hush? Because you're officially was it the chief person that's <laughs> excellent at everything? Because that's what you told me I had to say. Chief yeah. ex- person that's excellent at everything. Um, yeah. Be it, be it height, um, be it beard <laughs> growth, be it organisation. Apparently, you said you do a really fantastic kind of Rice Krispies cake because you said that you don't oh, just yeah. use the chocolate, you put a little bit of the, the toffee in as well to give a little bit of extra stickiness. Is that true as well? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> other crispy brands, other crisped rice brands are available. Um, like it's- Ricicles. Remember Ricicles? Anyway, I remember Ricicles. Uh, yeah, they were covered in sugar. <laughs> Yeah, it was so you good. Know, I don't feel I've. That was I'm, so I'm, good. I'm going to go seek out some ricicles now. I don't feel like I've seen. Them I don't know. Years. Can you still get ricicles? Is that still a thing, or is it all kind of? Can you not get ricicles? Yeah. Maybe it's like in, in all the sugar banning and all of that. Well, have gone away. Well, I same. heard about. Um, I don't know who said about frosties that they had to change mm. the. They had to change where the advertising was for frosties, and they had to change it away from advertising it. To kids, to advertising it to adults. Ah. 
Mm, so they can get rid of the I sugar think they've there. also put less sugar on them because they go a bit more like cornflake. Because I remember the thing I used to like about Frosties is that you could mm. pour a bowl of Frosties, put your milk on, go and do something else, and come back and they're still crunchy. Whereas <laughs> cornflakes, you put the milk on and you blink and then they've gone soggy. And now Frosties are a bit more like that. They kind of go a bit too soggy a bit quicker. I remember um, there was an actual specific episode of MacGyver where he was <laughs> locked in a he was locked in a shed and there was a um there was a bad guy chasing him who had an assault rifle and he all all he had was um was a body warmer which kids of the eighties will know um Michael J. <laughs> Fox wore it in Back to the Future a Pritt stick and two packets of Kellogg's Frosties and what he did is he stuck <laughs> He stuck the Frosties to the outside of the body warmer, poured a little bit of milk on the top, and then when he charged out, um, the bullets just deflected off his <laughs> Frosty Red armor. Um, nice. I might have dreamt that. I don't, I don't know. Um, they should make it if they haven't. I think it's one of these. I think it should be one of these things that uh, was it uh, Paddy and Keith do for the music. <laughs> for the movie remake because <laughs> they're always trying to skimp yes. on they're always kind of skimp on props so anyway going back to it's, <laughs> it's going to be one of those conversations but we have to diverge yeah. back to kind of like the the uh, this the most excellent person at Hush Hush <laughs> um, did you I take it you never ever thought when you were kind of doing the starting off with the the, 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 the aircon stuff that one day you're going to be kind of doing the kind of the um the industry kind of full time i mean uh, yeah no i mean it was never it was never really a name um and i was very happy in my last job but mm. i really loved working for uh for the charity that i was working for mm-hmm. and it was just uh, an opportunity that came up and i just sort of threw my hat in a ring as a bit of a you know <laughs> let's, let's just see what happens exactly. and uh, <laughs> yeah and so yeah it was it was, it was exciting i it was kind of funny. The deadline was for the applications was the week of the aircon ended last year. So even that, I had kind of rushed my application a bit because it was like I'd just come out of aircon when I heard about it. Mm. Three days later, I had to put the application in. So I was just like, oh, just, you know, I'll fudge an old one and I'll do the best I can. Um, you know, did, if, did, you, few, have the, did few, you have the whole uh, kind of I work well in a team, but also excel by myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i like i don't know if you've seen those there's the internet the internet meme things um where there's one that really no. makes me laugh where they ask you in an interview where do you see yourself in five years and you walk around the table throw them out of the chair and sit in it and say here <laughs> confidently <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, i didn't do that um, I, I think you could have though is that what you actually did <laughs> did you just reach yeah, reach yeah. over Reach over and go, go gadget arms, <laughs> and just pick, pick them up, and just say, yep. "I can put you on anywhere you can't get down from." <laughs> yep. So I'm going to put you back. We're going to shake, and then you're going to welcome <laughs> me into the office next week when I join your organisation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like you were in the room, um, pretty much. <laughs> Exactly so, how it happened. That's exactly. Um, how it, that's exactly how it happened. 
Yeah, so that was the week after Aircon had finished, I'd put the job application in and two weeks later I was in Denmark being interviewed and then they offered me the job as I was sat on my pl- on the plane to come home, which was good fun. Um, so then I had obviously a few, a few months notice to work on my last job and I actually started my first day actually properly working was during UK Games Expo last year. So. It's all yeah, kind of tying together. Quickly. It's all kind of tying together, which is kind of pretty, which is pretty cool. Was it quite, um, was it quite kind of scary? Was there an, a kind of a little bit of nervousness about it? Mm. Because um, I know a lot of people that, I know a lot of people that do kind of like gigs in the games industry. You know, there's a lot of people I know that, mm. you know, like say, um, say like Ross, from more games please I know he's working for Alley Cat Games but for a while he was still doing a lot of kind of like freelance photography and then there's our people mm. that kind of run social media so there seems to be very 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 few kind of all the time kind of full time jobs going there so was there a bit of intrepidation with you you know when they offered you the job were you kind of like yes definitely without a doubt or are you kind of like oh well mm, yeah. think about it <laughs> Yeah, no, we definitely had some thinking time, and obviously, hmm. as a as a family as well, we had to just do some discussions around. Well, you know, uh, what does this mean? Um, especially with the the company being based in Denmark and things like yeah. that, and the the job that I was in was obviously I'd been in for over seven years, I think. So it it was it was a big change, but yeah, um, you know, the 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 guys were very patient with me as asked lots of questions and mm-hmm. went through lots of stuff and um jenny my wife was very supportive as well um i think one of the things that worried me more was whether i'd almost lose my enjoyment of the hobby if i was just if i was working it and i was running a convention and i was trying to play games as my hobby as well yeah but i think i've always been pretty good at sort of keeping boundaries between various parts of my life and so it was always you know I, I don't when i when i finish my day my hush hush day and that that's it i don't go downstairs and be like oh do you want to have a quick game of fog of love or something um with jenny um <laughs> she's probably sick of it she's she's probably got all the versions <laughs> on the on the on you know on the bookcase yeah. anyway it's just like gone why yeah yeah why? Actually, it's funnily enough, I don't actually. Ha- oh, I do have one copy. I was gonna. I was about to say I don't have a copy actually in the house at the minute because I ended up giving it away. But I do a new a new version of it arrived the other day, so I do actually have a copy. Um, yeah, no, and I don't play it with her because she's too good at it. She beats me every time. Um, <laughs> and playing games is all about winning. That's just the way it should be. Yeah, well, I definitely saw that. I saw you flipping the table a couple of times at Gearstones. <laughs> You know, which was pretty impressive considering that the table itself was nailed to the ground, which is <laughs> wrecking the kind of the but I'm kinda of having you as some kind of huge imposing monster that goes around picking up people, picking them high places yeah. and destroying buildings around you, which kind of is obviously kinda of, yeah. is simply not the case. Um do you miss the do you miss the old job at all? I mean you mentioned it was a charity, so what was it what was it you were doing? Kind of, um, kind of so there. sort of, um, I was heading up operations there. It's, uh, it's a debt counselling charity, a national one. All oh, right, okay. and uh, and we worked through a series of network, uh, sorry, network of centres that were based all around the country, 
mm-hmm. a thousand-ish centers wow. that we worked through. Um, and so it was my, my job was to keep them running and make sure everything worked smoothly. And if we had anything that we had to roll out across the whole network, that was my uh-huh. job to figure out how we were going to do that. Um, but it got to a point, I suppose, where, you know, although I loved it and I felt, you know, like I could do it pretty well, mm-hmm. um, it probably just felt a bit like I wasn't doing much new stuff, I suppose. And I just, um, I love learning new things and I like, you know, new challenges and things like that. And I suppose that's, that's just a bit that it, I didn't feel like I had in that job anymore, but, um, but there was no, you know, like I said, I wasn't. It wasn't like I was out there looking and desperate to leave or anything. It was just an opportunity happened to come up at the time. Um, I miss, I, th- I suppose, probably actually not necessarily job. The job itself. The thing I miss the most is just working in an office, which is a bit weird. So I work from home now. So kind of, you know, most days, and so I don't have like people around just to sort of have a inane chatter with, which I didn't think I would miss, but. <laughs> I think you kind of need that. Bit, so. No, I think you probably end up going. I probably end up going down the news agents and saying, "Don't suppose you've got five minutes just for a quick meeting, have you? <laughs> I've brought an agenda. You know, yeah. I'll bring I'll bring the coffee, kind of thing." Yeah. Um, no, I, I get you on the whole kind of learning stuff because I know of some people that um, they've had the, they've had the same job, and that's all they'll do is the same job, and they're quite happy to do the same yeah. job because they get the satisfaction out of doing it and they don't know the challenges. But I do have some friends who kind of seem to flip-flop between um, changing jobs all the time. And I do have mm. one friend from university who is that particular person who seems to be living their lives by saying, I'm going to have as many experiences as I can. So whenever you're speaking mm. to them, it's like, what are you doing for this couple of years? Well, I've actually decided to, um, I'm going to art college now <laughs> and I'm learning this. And you're just like, how, how are you managing to do that? It's like, well, you know, what about the debt and that? So oh, I'll be dead. It'll be, <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't have to worry yeah, about it. Fine. So yeah, I do get people that I am... Um, we always have this conversation in the in the office sometimes. It's like, I'd like to just be that person sometimes that just goes to work nine to five, gets yeah. it all sorted out, goes home and that's what they do and they're perfectly happy. They go for a pint on a, a pint and a pork pie on a Sunday afternoon or they go to the golf or they spend Saturday afternoon at the football and stuff. And, I, you know, and I'm just like, I'd like my brain to kind of be in that place. But it's obviously, as you can understand, it's pretty noisy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, is because I, I guess the thing about the board game industry, and when you're in a professional level, people must people must think you're kind of swanning in on your scooter and saying, "Right, guys, what are we playing today? What are we playing today? Shall we start?" Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's we'll start off at we'll start off dead early, half past eight in the morning. We'll play games until half past two. <laughs> We'll stop for a little bit of lunch and then we better spend the rest of the day doing some work because these games don't make themselves. But I'm guessing that it is a business. So you've got to deal with like logistics and, you know, and organization of stock and getting, making sure you've got enough, you know, the money's going into the, you know, the the people are getting paid on time or or this is getting organized on time or you're putting in the right timetables for stuff to get produced and stuff. It's not just sitting there and playing games. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I think that's probably this. I was thinking about it earlier, actually, about it's probably like that for a lot of people that go into something that they love doing, like the a mm. hobby that they love doing, and then they get a job in that hobby. They're mm-hmm. probably always a little bit disappointed that they don't get to do that thing loads because you know companies are companies and need to run and you have hr and pensions and taxes and all of that still which you didn't have when it was just a hobby um Mm -hmm. so yeah we definitely don't play that many games actually um we play a few prototypes and people obviously like pitch games to us quite often um that they would like us to publish so that's probably i think we've probably played four games in the last six months maybe Maybe three. <laughs> Certainly how not many, many. How many of them were three-worded games with the middle word being of? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. As a team, we've not actually all played it together because it's only a two-player game. Um, but I we suppose. have played the sequel, or the kind of spiritual sequel, or whatever, whatever the term is these days. Um, but at the, the other side, it does... Let me get to do some really cool stuff, like going to Essen is always, you know, quite interesting. And yeah. going to the Nuremberg Toy Fair this weekend, which I've never been to before, but I'll, that's, that'll be a completely different type of show because that's um, just all trade. So there's no no public stuff. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Do you have to then have um, your? Are you going in like kind of saying, right? Okay, what can we do? What are we looking at for the business kind of going forward then? So you almost are you yeah. going as are you bo- is the team going as like to sell or are you going to kind of buy or are you seeing kind of what's kind of a bit of both really? Yeah, it's all a mixture of stuff. It, it will probably be more selling at this one, mm-hmm. I think, because you don't you, we, there probably won't even be that many sort of designers there pitching games, which you get we got a lot of at Essen and Games Expo yeah. and Gen Con and places like that. Um, it'll be mostly looking for sort of new opportunities. So we um, released the German version, the Fog of Love at um, Essen. And so we're looking at just, are there other languages that it might work in um, Mm -hmm. and things like that? Because it's a very text-heavy game. It's about 20,000 words or something in it. Um, So definitely not one that you can make language independent with symbols. Um, (laughs) It is so much. Then you could say this is just like a real relationship. (laughs) Just be like Race for the Galaxy, really. Um, Yeah, yeah, anything like that. You just have one one set in French and the other set in kind of like Japanese and say this is how a real relationship kind of works. Yeah. Um. But then we've got kind of new stuff that we're we're showing off to people, um, yeah. and like obviously we'll we'll be meeting with people that might sell the game and things. So yeah, so it'll be a it's mostly selling I think, but we'll be. We'll see. Have you thought about um have you thought about sending a compliment a complimentary copy of um Fog of Love to Adam Driver just after kind of a <laughs> marriage story? Uh, no. I th- I, yeah, I think we did think about it and then uh, <laughs> we thought maybe it's not a great idea. But I don't know. No, it could. Well it's some, yeah. it's you know it's not it's kind of like one of my ideas. There's one idea I always come out with, which is an absolute doozy. It's just the same of 97 of the other things that I come out with are just absolute, complete <laughs> kind of uh, hogwash kind of going forward. Um, are you expanding the catalogue? You never know catalog? how it might set him off. 
Thor. You know, like he might just go all like go around trying to kill people with it. And like, oh no, not that Adam Driver. We want the other Adam Driver. <laughs> we, want the other, we want the good one, but he is a good one now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine if you brought back a one that at the end of it, the last card was, yes, he dies, but you've got the ability to bring him back as Ben Solo. You'd sell out. <laughs> yeah, people would lap that stuff up. People <laughs> would lap it up. You know, especially if there was a chance to bring him back. But then Ray realised the relationship was ultimately toxic and then went on her own way. Because <laughs> she was like, you weren't very nice to me during the first two films, I'm leaving you. That kind of thing. And that could kind of keep in, keep in line with the, the whole fog of love uh, narrative. Um, exactly. Is it, um, see where you move in within the sea, because you're fairly active in the community. Well, <laughs> You're fairly mm. hilarious in the community, actually. To be perfectly honest, it's kind of like if there's if there's if there's anybody like kind of um, that's making like some kind of serious post in the various kind of Facebook groups out there, you can guarantee that you're jumping right in there with some kind of thing saying, "Well, if you're not tried it with cheese," or something along <laughs> those lines. You know, oh, there's the size of a sausage for you, or do you know what I mean? no, just count to three and keep breathing. I mean, it's just yeah. all these different things that you come out with. But do you, <laughs> do you, I've seen you do it, don't deny it. Um, but do you, I have them all on you, like, you know, I, I have them ready to I, go, copy and paste. I have, I have screenshots. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Um, do you ever get the kind of the, do you, do you get prone to kind of getting people kind of pitching to you on a regular basis? Or do you try to keep your, vastly hilarious Facebook persona separate from do you keep your comedy hush hush from your hush hush if you know what I mean yeah I think um, like people do will message me about also about hush hush or about aircon or about whatever um, but like I said I'm, I'm usually pretty good with the old boundary so I'll, I'll often just say like I'll just put this on an email to me mm -hmm. at my work address. <laughs> like yeah. My my personal Facebook messenger is not uh, for this kind of thing. It's not, it's not um, a pitching so, ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen this sausage? Um, so <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my new game called One Two Three Keep Breathing. Go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda of like, oh so, look, there's Mar there's Martin Poole again. <sighs> he's he's always quite an easy target. Um <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I try and try and keep them keep them separate. And you know, if someone insists on keeping on talking to me over like personal stuff, I'll just I'll just wait until I'm doing office hours, <laughs> and then I'll yeah. start talking to them. And I'm more than happy to do so. Um, and I think it's fine because you know, that's obviously that person is excited about something and wants you to be excited about it as well. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I think that's fine. I don't mind that. Um, but yeah, it's it's not loads. I think it helps uh, with Hush Hush. Um, and it's one of the reasons why we've only got the one game so far, really, um, is that we have tried to kind of kind of really nail down what what is it that we want to do as a company. And so, um, you know, we, we want to really focus on these kind of games that are very highly interactive between people, have some kind of, narrative or story element or some kind of exploring what it is to be human um that sounds a bit pretentious but um 
it's that kind of thing. So, you know, if people start coming to us with a midweight Euro, although I love them personally, um, yeah. we can instantly say, actually, no, we, we know that's not going to be for us. It's not that it's a bad game. It's just we know that it doesn't fit this set of criteria um, that we're talking about. But, yeah, we, we still are getting stuff pitched and uh, meeting plenty of people and have a few few different things going on all at the same time. But as uh, as most people will say, like, you know, games designers have loads going on. I don't know how they do it all at the same time, but um, and things just move at different speeds and people work at different speeds. So it might end up that we have three games all coming out roughly the same time and then nothing again for a couple of years. But um, yeah, it's just the the nature of things. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes what's what's missing in the current shape of the landscape is there seems to be a rush hmm. to release game after game after game. And not the only other, surprisingly enough, the only other person who I, well, there's two actually. Um, there's Emma from, um, Emma May from MR Studios. Yeah. Who is course. taking Quark and recently kind of, I think they licensed it to Gibsons of all places. Oh, yeah. um, and what they've done is they've kind of, released the various versions of Quirk to keep the Quirk name going. Hmm. And they've been able to kind of generate a revenue stream to the point where somebody like Gibson's came in and says, well, we can, you know, we've got the distribution network and everything like that. We can take that to the next, the next level. Um, hmm. And the other person is Rory from Hub Games with the Rory Story Cubes doing the same thing, yeah, kind yes. of taking the, the kind of the different variations of, you know, of the game and kind of pushing it forward. What I, see, what I see nowadays is you see a game, lots of noise, quick turnover, big money, mm. push on to the next project. And I often wonder if people had the space and I guess if they were able to kind of, I guess if if they had to step back from their success and were able to say, well, let's keep on doing different things with the project and seeing how, how we could. I was wondering how many more games would end up like Fog of Love with different iterations um, mm. as opposed to having kind of one different project after another because you'll get kind of like hits and misses kind of all yeah. the time, you know, and it's just interesting to see where the, where the hobby might be going, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think, I mean, I would imagine something will have to change at some point in the next 10 to 20 years. I don't know. I don't know if it's immediate that something needs to happen, but there will become a point where, you know, I think we're still in a, a place where it's growing quite rapidly, so there's still people that will buy almost every game that comes out or try. Um, but there will become a point where, you know, we can't keep having 3,000 new releases every year like there was last year. Um, it's just you know, it's not sustainable. And now I think, you know, people are picking up on it in some of the groups and things where people are doing major purges and um, getting rid of half their collection and things like this or going on buying bans and, and stuff like that. And um, I think what people want is probably something that they can invest in and they can keep going. And, you know, there's certainly, you see the games that have kind of loads of expansions or whatever often do maybe, you know, people keep, stay invested in them a bit longer so yeah I just think of things like you know imperial settlers or flashpoint or yeah things like this um fantasy flight seem to have made i mean let's face it for yeah. uh, you know 
the amount of flack that sometimes they get, they've done a damn good job of something like the Arkham Horror card game, just turning that mm. into a, here's the latest expansion, and folk are like, they're so heavily invested in it, they kind of go ahead and, and they just kind of like pick it up and they keep going with it and it keeps putting money mm. in kind of their back pocket, which is always which is always kind of interesting. Yeah, I've seen purges and I've even... You see people, oh, I'm not backing anything more on Kickstarter because I spent too much money. And the only thing I see about that is I think you get a lot of the smaller guys suffering mm. because of yeah. that. Because if I don't give, say, 60 quid to Simon or Steamforged or, um, mm. in this case, uh, later games, then yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whereas if I don't give six, you know, if I don't give sixty quid to um, one of the smaller guys like Redwell or someone like that, or you know, yeah, yeah, that can really be a difference between them kind of funding or not funding. So it's kind of like an interesting, it's kind of like an interesting place. Um, do you know with you having as much experience as you do knowing both sides of the industry, have you not been tempted to kind of pitch? your own ideas into hush-hush <laughs> kind of thing? Or could yeah, you just I make it happen? I'd... Could you just walk in and go, right, guys, so this is what we're making. We're making this game, one, two, three, bangy sausage. Bonk. <laughs> bangy sausage. Ah, you keep stealing all my ideas. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's been a few times, and I'm sure most people that kind of are well into the hobby have at some point thought up a game that they want to design and I've had those moments over the years of I think I've had two maybe three of ones where I've kind of thought oh that could be a game and I'll start thinking about it and then I think the problem is the the space where I tend to work is right next to all of my games so I'll sit down and start thinking oh yeah and it could work like this and work like this and I think oh I could just play a game instead and uh, (laughs) you know these people have already all done the hard work so I don't have to and (laughs) I think I just think I have a lot of admiration for games designers because I think to get something really balanced and really working really well, you've just got to have a lot of patience and a lot of kind of working it out. And I, you know, as I, I probably could do it if I wanted to, but I just don't know that I have that uh, desire to when there's so many fantastic games already out there. So, um, yeah, so I'd rather just in. <laughs> Reap other I'm, people's hard work. I'm and just enjoy. not clever. I'm just not clever enough. I mean, I'll be yeah, honest. It's like you play it, something yeah. like you play something like Coloma, or even <laughs> like you know, I'm playing Coloma, or I'm playing like Fantastic Factories, or I'm play, you know, any kind of game at all, and they're just like oh, these mechanics are so yeah. deliciously complex. And here I am going. So if you're all five, you move five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, so I, I kind of, while I'm probably in the same boat, while I'd like to kind of like dust off and I've always threatened to kind of release some kind of game, I know it would kind of be something I would put out there and then ultimately very quickly be embarrassed about even <laughs> it existing, kind of like in the, yeah. in, in, in the first place. Um, we met at Gearstones and I guess... It was it was a fantastic time, and um, it is, you know, it's almost ten. It's almost ten to the hour, which means it is time for our new section on the show, which is, and I know he's <laughs> going to love it, which is the Dan Hughes 
um, appreciation minute or 45 <laughs> seconds, whatever we feel. Um, because um, Knowing me, knowing Hughes. <laughs> I was I was going to say hello is it me you're looking for uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if it was I, I, I would just I just and, and, and I know he occasionally listens when he knows he's going to be mentioned so I'm definitely going to flag this up <laughs> but um, what I wanted to say is I had a fantastic time at Gearstones and um, yeah. it was kind of like it was well over a couple of months ago now actually it was almost two months ago to the day um but i just wanted to publicly thank dan for all the hard work that he put in to organizing yeah. the event and uh, i had an absolutely kind of fantastic time to be perfectly yeah. honest um yeah it was really good you know. and it was just it was just lovely wasn't it and you just kind of you can get up and you play a game in your jammers if you want, or you can go out for a walk and try and figure out why sheep have got bits of paint on them. Um, Which was Mike, and it was so nice to meet Mike as well. Finally, yeah, um, yeah who um, he's ruggedly handsome. I don't know what it was. I was sitting there because there was there was a point there was a point I was sitting and I was sitting. It was me. I think Luke Pryor was there. Matthew Jude, Mike was there and I'm sitting playing Cursed Court and I'm just thinking to myself I don't think I could be kind of in a better place at the moment you know I've got good company I was playing a fantastic game you know if only there's you know some mud and some wrestling things would just be <laughs> tip top but um, <laughs> you know but joking aside the nice thing about it was that you can there was a point was it in the morning we were all sitting around and, and Max and the first time it's, it's the first time I met Max Davy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's in his jammies. <laughs> Just like, yeah, yeah. oh, this is a this is a comfortable this is a comfortable place. So it was kind of like, uh, did you want anything added add about um, for Dan appreciation minute that you wanted to add on? Yeah, no, I think um, I think everyone could see how hard he had worked and you know just how serious he took the whole thing because it you know it could be very easy to just go like well it's, there's a youth hostel and tables what what else do you need just play games but you know yeah. he put so much effort into making sure that everyone was having a good time um maybe slightly to his own own detriment at a couple of occasions <laughs> but <laughs> if anyone but it was touches just... that kitchen light again i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah but it was just fab and it was like you know mm. a, a bunch of new people a bunch of people that i'd only met over the internet before that we got to actually hang out and spend some time together um and it was just really cool and really like relaxed vibe and um yeah i had a lovely time and played just loads of games it was insane it was but, brilliant um, yeah it was brilliant it wasn't like i've been on um in the past when i was much younger you've kind of done that whole let's all crash out at a mate's kind of thing yeah. and you get absolutely rubbered the night before and everybody kind of wakes up about half 11. <laughs> kind of, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel like I've eaten the doormat and then pulled it out of my throat again. <laughs> but it was, I was like that. I was like, mm, it's quarter to seven, you know, and I'll get up. And I got up and I got up and I thought, I'll get up, get dressed. And um, there's people already up. <laughs> 
people had been up and they yeah. were like the first thing was right let's get ready and yeah. I think they're playing the first game by about half past seven eight o'clock yeah yeah I had a lovely game of fresco early in the morning and it was like it's just it's quite an old game now fresco I suppose but yeah about ten years old um but it was like the sun was coming in through that kind of double door on that side and it was you know we sat there and I got a few of the rules wrong because it had been ages since I played it but um, but it didn't really matter. We just sort of bimbled along and had a nice chat and had lots of cups of tea and just uh, yeah, it was lovely. But yeah, great weekend. It was a great weekend. It's by invitation only as well, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't come. You can't come. You know your name's not on the list. <laughs> you know, have you seen my friend Mac? He's really, really tall. <laughs> He's always got bits of ceiling in his ear. Um, <laughs> um, but speaking of organised events where you can sit down and play with other strangers, uh, I have to touch on it, obviously, um, and yeah. I also need to talk about uh, this as well. But um, <laughs> you've got like <laughs> you've got like six six weeks to go, roughly. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I um, prefer to think of it as just under seven. Makes it seem like longer. <laughs> Just gives me, that, gives me that extra time, you know. <laughs> the, the, I think the irony was is that, um, you know, um, I had uh, the delightful Suzanne Sheldon on and I basically Ooh. kind of uh, almost kind of like press ganged her into talking about <laughs> <laughs> for the first 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> It was you good. know, it was you know. All, all, all podcasts should start with an, a first fifteen minutes about <laughs> aircon. I think it would help. I don't know. Even the ones that are only fifteen minutes long. E- even the ones that are kind of like take place after aircon, just to kind of help, kind of kind of build it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, are you? I take it everything's kind of going. It's just happening. Is it in the? Is it? Are you in the position where it's kind of like? one of these mechanisms with many cogs and wheels and twirly bits and like if you stuck your hand in it would rip it off and just keep going anyway are you (laughs) kind of like at that at that point in the proceedings yeah there's definitely well it's definitely happening um (laughs) which is good a bunch of people (laughs) bought tickets um uh yeah no it's all it's all good um we it's interesting because I kind of thought I was, I was thinking about some of these events that sort of have grown to a size and then they've sort of stayed where they want to stay and yeah. they're happy with that. And I was thinking, ah, oh, wouldn't it be lovely to be like that? That kind of, although it's still a lot of work every year, you know everything that you've got to do, but we keep taking on extra hauls and things like that for some silly reason. Um, so we've got a whole third haul to manage this year. Um, and, you know, it's not, the the people at the convention center are lovely and will accommodate you as any time we kind of say, well, can we come over and just measure this yeah. one bit? And they're absolutely <laughs> fine, but you can't keep doing it every day. So there's, there's some things in your head you're like, I'm pretty sure that'll be okay. <laughs> and I'll just figure it out afterwards if it's not. Um, but yeah, it's all going. Um, it's, it's kind of funny actually that I, I think for me personally, um, the busiest time is actually as we just come out of Christmas um, because yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that you have to get going to make sure it's there in time. Things like printing and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you can't start it too early because you don't know enough yet. Like you know, thinking about exhibitors, you haven't maybe got all the exhibitors booked in, so you can't print your programs because you can't 
do the list of exhibitors and things like that. And so that bit, as you come out of Christmas, it's everything is just about firmed up. You can start doing all the design and everything, which because I I do all that stuff. Um, and so that's the that's the busiest bit I'd say until the actual event, obviously. And then it kind of goes, it kind of get a little like just a slight lull in February of <laughs> sort of ten days or so, where it's kind of like oh, it just ticks along, and then all of a sudden it's aircon. And then all of a sudden it's over. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's all going. It's all all going well. With it's kind of it looks like another year of lots of people coming and playing games, which will be fun. Do you um, are you kind of um, are you at the place where you're thinking maybe in a year or two I'll I can be the person that just kind of gives the orders and other people will be kind of running around and doing it. Or do you, or do you still want to be kind of fairly, fairly high kind of hands on with the whole thing? Yeah. No, I, I, like we do it because we love it. You know, like there's myself and Ben, mm. um, mainly like there's obviously other people like Anne who is currently, <laughs> I can see my phone going with WhatsApp messages. Anne runs our volunteer team. So she's trying to sort all of them out and, Getting things. So there's, there's all, there is already stuff that loads of other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just some stuff that I just love doing and I can't, you know, unless it became real pain, like, cause I did a, a design degree at uni. So it's a way of keeping my hand in that kind of stuff. I like doing all of that. I like doing all the different bits of organization. Mm-hmm. I still even like writing the pub quiz. Um, and that's something since I've done since the first public one we did in Bradford. And I kind of, someone else contacted me and said, oh, you know, I, I, I do a pub, a geeky pub quiz. Could I come and run one at Aircon? I'm like, no, <laughs> that's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> it's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> it's my quiz now. Dave. Exactly. It was um, my quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we very much do it because we love it and we like have a lot of fun doing it. So. The only times we'd ever maybe give stuff away is if we didn't like doing something. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we'll be there. You know, I'll be there on the Wednesday, a couple of days before, marking out exhibitor spaces, and then we'll be back at eight o'clock on the Thursday, setting up and building stages and doing all this kind of other stuff. And the actual, it's kind of funny because um, you'd think that we'd be really busy all the way through the con, but actually, once it's sort of set up. That's almost it until we have to pack down. And actually the quietest day for us in terms of running around doing stuff is the Saturday, which is obviously the busiest day of the convention. Yeah. Um, and so that's the day that we actually get to walk around and just, you know, watch people having fun and uh, and chat to people and things like that. So it's, yeah. But so I guess it's there's still, not much yeah, you can do, is it? I mean, it. yeah. Yeah. It's not much you can do there, <laughs> is it? I mean, if things have gone, if things have gone, you know, if, if we're all of a sudden at home to Mr. Cockup, then you know it's not like you can kind of go. All oh, right, well let me let me just um, sort this. Hang on, mm-hmm. while I get my uh, my body warmer, my frosties, and my plastic. <laughs> I'll make sure we're bulletproof, kind of thing. Um, am I right in saying? Are you, have you managed to fulfil your volunteer kind of spaces? Because I saw a post um, literally last week saying there was a couple of slots kind of still available are you actively still looking for um kind of volunteers yeah for the, um, for the event 
so I th- I think we're, we're I think we're all right. I think the best thing to do is yeah. if if you're interested in just drop Anne and email her Anne at aircon.uk um, okay. and just ask her just say you're interested and and, and she'll let you know. Um, it's just a kind of funny thing. We want to we have enough people to be able to cover the you know the, to make the convention run, um, but we want to do some extra stuff and we want people to be around to be able to just. Make sure people are having a nice time and help people find yeah. games if yeah. if um, if that's what they want and things like that. So that's what we're kind of more looking for are these these kind of extra little positions to be filled. Um, so yeah, but. are you are you getting the gluten free people back? Are we going to have the pizza people? The, the pizza people, people the back. Um, the pizza people and the crepes are back. The waffle guy is not back, unfortunately. Um, he was inside. Um, yeah, he's uh, he won't be back. But we've got some we've got some other ones this year. We've got some Greek souvlaki, which I think they do gluten free stuff because they do like halloumi chips and stuff, which is surely gluten free. Yeah. Um, and we have some noodle people as well coming. I don't know if you get gluten free noodles. You do. do. Actually, traditionally, noodles should be made from rice. So, ah, okay, you know, so there you go. Well, kind of. <laughs> I reckon there's probably a bit. Of, I'm just making that up. I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go along. What does it even matter? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's all fine. I mean, it's not exactly like I'm going to be sending out show notes anytime again, time soon. Um, <laughs> uh, what about kind of then? I guess kind of like, uh, are you looking forward to playing any particular? Games. I mean, you've got you've got guests. You've got guests coming. Are you looking forward to meeting mm. all the people? Is there any? Are you just looking forward to like getting halfway through Saturday and going? Well, it seems to have worked. <laughs> We've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. It's always a bit sad when it's over because it's like you have to wait nearly a year for. The, although we'll be shattered and exhausted mm. and stuff, it's still also mm. a bit like ah. Oh, you know, we've got to wait for another year yet now before we can do it all again. Um, I would, I don't, to be honest, I don't really get a chance to play many games during the actual convention because the, there's always the danger that I might sit down and try and play something and then a, a, some kind of emergency might happen. I have to leave the game, which I feel <laughs> horrible like about. Flash flood or something like that. <laughs> it's like and somebody takes some somebody from the gutter press takes a photograph and goes, Well Flash Flood went on Aircon's head organizer sat and played games ignoring it. Is this the state of the country? While he was eating an avocado. Someone's just someone's just impaled themselves on a board game. The new Dark Tower. The new, that that looks good. Just a minute. Just a minute. Exactly. Oh, it's just, okay. it's we... just my turn. Smartphone ink. I need to figure out what I'm doing with these tiles, and then I'll be right there in 20 minutes or so. Or the or the or the the London Underground game. Um, yeah. <laughs> that one mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I don't know. That Dark Tower could be. I'm. I'm. There's going to be some kind of murder. Yeah. You can just vicious, tell, don't it? you? It does. Like, it looks yeah. like. I mean, if you fell on that. Imagine. It'd be worse than a Legos. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on that. My son's decided Legos is the best thing. Well, the funniest thing in the world is Legos is 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 hearing their father screaming at half past seven on a Sunday morning as he's accidentally stood on one that's been left tactically. <laughs> 
in the middle <laughs> of the floor. Um, <clears throat> tickets at the moment, it's still the 13th to the 15th of March. It is. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's... Because <laughs> I keep... Do you know, this is the one of the things is, am I going to get the dates right? <laughs> Second, secondly, am I going to remember the website? Thirdly, mm-hmm. it's a, the it's in Harrogate, in the convention mm-hmm. centre, which is huge and lovely, and, yeah. and massive, and a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but then um, I think uh, the guys at Tabletop Scotland got a bit jealous because they went into a second hall, and, <laughs> and it was just like, it just seems like you're taking the piss a bit, Mark, because you're like ah oh, second <laughs> second hall, will you? I can play. I can. I, you're like Captain America. I can do this all day. Open up the third. Open up the third hall, will you? Kind of thing. Yeah. We've got twenty nine halls. We'll build more if we have to. We'll have to build, build more out of dark towers. Because <laughs> we're using we're using the Legos in an offensive maneuver, basically. Um, so it's all good fun. Um, so there you go. So yeah, I'm right, isn't it? Thirteenth or fifteenth to to March. It is thirteenth to the fifteenth of March. Yeah. Yes. I'm missing my brother's birthday, but there you oh, go. No. Uh, <laughs> Bring him. No, I kind of said I'm sorry. Happens. It's either you or spending time with people I care about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I'm gonna have to edit that bit out because I know he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> but um. Guests, you've got. Well, I don't. I don't want to say. Yeah, I've got. You've got this person, this person, this person, this person. Just in case there's two things, they're no longer coming along. And secondly, there's a high chance of getting their name wrong. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so who have you got? Uh, say there's Suzanne Sheldon that we mentioned earlier. Um, yes. Does loads of different stuff. Probably mostly known for Dice Tower stuff, but does a lot yes. of other stuff as well. Uh, Mandy Hutchinson also uh, she uh, is co-host, I think. Yes, um, I think that's what they how they refer it on the on the Dice Tower podcast. Um, <clears throat> we've got the uh, no pun included, Efka uh, and Elaine coming up. Uh, yes. We have got Paula Deming um, from Things Get Dicey, and again a bunch of other stuff. She was on Grey's Anatomy, you know. Um, Really? We, yeah. Um, we have uh, we've got the Brothers Murph. Um, Yay. It's very exciting. Um, I played a fun game of them of, of how lowly is this charity shop find ranked, um, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> I don't want to know. But, um, <laughs> I'm birthday, I think uh, I'm birthday bros with Nick, by the way. I think I discovered this oh, in right. the Death of My Monsters. Yeah, it's 21st. <laughs> 21st oh. of December. You're 22nd, aren't you? I'm 22nd, yeah, of course, yeah. There you go. It's all the best people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then there was someone anyway. else around that time as well, but I'll forget who. Um, yeah, Matthew Jude. Uh, so they're going to be doing like a Death by Monsters and a This Game is Broken podcasty kind of thing. Going on, yeah. So a whole bunch of people. There's lots of people playing games, lots of people exhibiting, lots of people... Your spaces, you can get games, you get places to eat, you get places to sit down, you can go and mm. look at um, people, you can buy stuff there, you've got your bring and buy stuff where people can turn up with games and you can buy <clears throat> buy a copy of Heroes of uh, Land, Air and Sea only to sell it six months later when you haven't played the bloody <laughs> thing. Um, 
There's all these different types. I should have bought a few of them, but it was like Dan's going, buy that one, buy that one, buy that one. And then, do you know what? See, as soon as I bought it, do you know what he did? He went, you fool. <laughs> What'd you buy that for? And he kind of like totally went on at me to the point where he's, he kind of grabbed Efka uh, from the plan included and went, what do you think of this game? He thinks it's rubbish as well. Efka, don't you think it's rubbish? And I was just like sitting there going, oh my goodness, you're a terrible, terrible, terrible man. But anyway, um, so there you go. Um, if people want to go to the official website, I know I've said it already, but do you want to repeat it again for the people at the back? Sure, it's aircon.uk, and that's air with an E at the end. Like A-I-R-E-C-O-N.uk. <laughs> I just realised people would think I'm an air with it at the start. But, Maybe. An uh, E at the we'll start. Put it. E in the middle. We'll put it... <laughs> we'll, put it in the sh- we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Or just so Google search. Think. I don't think there's many other things called yeah, aircon. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any other things called aircon, apart from an entire aircon industry. But there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they spell it incorrectly, <laughs> they're going to go, well... My games room's nice and chilled. Didn't meet anybody though. <laughs> what? What? And I saw uh, my side business. Is I'm going to do a convention about you know air conditioning systems and put it on just a couple of days after the games convention and just see how many people I can confuse. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Probably not, but be kind of funny. Probably, probably kind of not. <laughs> I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's a good idea. People would be upset if you did that because they'd be like, "That I missed it." Especially if you thought they missed it, and then Google Events or Facebook Events told them it was actually still on, and they turned up. And imagine they turned up with like you know Twilight Imperium getting ready for an eleven-hour stint, yeah. And then they came in and they went, "Oh, glad I wore my jacket. It's a bit parky in here." And you're like, "Kickstarters are getting out of hand." He's standing there chuckling away at everybody going, aren't I funny? <laughs> this was all worth it. It's <laughs> just all for entirely a pun. worth it. Get fifteen hundred of you in here. <laughs> Lock the doors. <laughs> everybody must enjoy the joke. Um so there you go. Um I'll obviously I'll put all the, the links in the show notes so we've got notes to show because um Aircon <laughs> is um it's my <clears throat> oh, it's definitely one of my favourite conventions I've been to. That's had nice. an excellent time. I can't deny it, and I'm definitely going to be going again. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't gone, consider going, even if for a day. Um, it's friendly. There's kids there. There's all different types of people there. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. So check it out, oh. basically. There you go. Advert and, and over. come to my quiz. Come to my quiz <laughs> on Friday night. Do the quiz on Friday Those night, because that's even extra, extra, extra <laughs> fun. Um if people want to find you on the internet webs, mm. in fact, if people want to find Hush Hush on the internet webs, because we started talking about your serious day job, we did, um, and ever I, you know, but if people want to find out more about Fog of Love, about Hush Hush, and everything like that, where do they exist on the internet webs? Um, nice and easy. It's just fogoflove.com at the minute. Um, we yeah. are working on a new website at the same time, but. For the minute, fogoflove.com. Fantastic. And uh, we'll, we'll put anything else in the show notes so we've got notes to show. Um, <laughs> if you want to keep an eye on what we're uh, we up to, 
go to the internet webs, search for We Are Not Wizards, you'll find us in all the various different places. Um, <laughs> to manage to trick There Will Be Games into hosting, having put some of our content on there. <laughs> Can you imagine these serious high-browed, literally marvels, kind of typing away with their sharp critique of the gaming industry and I kind of like rumble in like the biggest <laughs> hippopotamus going all right everybody you know so they've allowed <laughs> us on so you can now see I've not put any reviews in I've put I think I've put a podcast episode on there so we're on there if you want to check us out or check out our normal blog which is we're not wizards.blogspot.com if you like what you've listened to tonight just go and tell somebody like if you were Maria in Sound of Music you would get to the top of the hill where the crescendo's going with the music and you go, the hills are alive, listen to We're Not Wizards. And that's <laughs> what you would do, you know, just tell everybody you can. Um, if you like us even more, go to the podcast, <coughs> catch your choice and give us a rating or review. Um, uh, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big headed and give us one star if you think this joke really needs to die. <laughs> um, <laughs> give us something in the middle like a five because it's average. Because we're like, you know, a little bit average. But the person who's not been average, um, he's rather wonderful. He's rather fantastic. Um, it's Mr. Mark Cook. Yay! Yay! Yay. Thank you. Yay! Fun. Thank you. fun again. Thank you. Again, I know. One day it's going to be rubbish. And then it's all going to become <laughs> crashing down. Um, as long as you don't release that, that kind of hidden episode that we did by accident, no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know th- th- what actually happens. Um, there's only uh, there's only one more thing to do. We've done the wizard thing to death, you know. It's like a secret thing, um, but it's 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 a it's it's a goodbye from Mark. Say goodbye, Mark. Bye, Mark. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Make something awful. And uh, come to Aircon because if you're lucky, yeah. you might come on the day where I'm not going. <laughs> and if you're not, <laughs> you better watch out because I'm a hugger. <laughs> Until the next we'll go time. Go to Richard's brother's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be there. And you'll be at Aircon Everyone by yourself. Will be there. Exactly. <laughs> but until the next time, I'm away to cry. is never linked. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. (laughs) 